0: And in Monopoly, I always wanted to start one square back on boardwalk. Because that would mean on your first roll, you get to pass go and collect $200. (laughs) My sister never went for that one. The 111th Psalm ends at the beginning. The last verse in that Psalm, the 10th verse, says this. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. All who follow His precepts have good understanding. To Him belongs eternal praise. As we come to the conclusion of 2018, and as we look forward to the beginning of 2019, let's start at the beginning. Here the Bible tells us that to start at the beginning, we need to acknowledge something. To acknowledge that God... It's smart. Now, the Bible uses a different word for that, the word wisdom, but, but sometimes that word wisdom sounds a, a, a little bit frilly to us. We don't fully understand what that is. Basically, it just means God knows what he's doing. We need to acknowledge that as we begin a new year. The Bible uses the phrase over and over and over again, the fear of the Lord. It appears throughout the Old Testament is especially prevalent in what we know of as the wisdom literature. Uh, Books like Job and Proverbs and Ecclesiastes. Repeatedly, this same statement is made that's made here in the 111th Psalm. That the beginning of wisdom, the starting place, is this, this kind of strange phrase. The fear of the Lord. In this psalm of praise, the the psalmist describes God as our creator, the one who made us. He's our redeemer, the one who saves us. He's our provider. He's the one who's here yesterday, today, and forever. And he continues to show his power throughout his creation. The 111th Psalm acknowledges all the different ways that God's power is displayed through the stars, through the mountains, through the rivers, through the oceans, through all the things that God has made. And then the Psalm makes this incredible statement that our Creator redeems His people and provides for their need. Well, that's reason to praise, that's reason to, to sing out, that's that's reason to give our voice. To the Lord. I thank all the people that helped us with our, our songs and stories today. Sometimes we forget that those wonderful hymns and carols that we sing, that they were born out of actual experiences, things that, that happened to people. And as they saw God's faithfulness in their life, they penned those extraordinary words that, that we sing so often. Thank you all for, for sharing those with us today. We do have reason to give praise. And, and all of that, the, the psalmist's praise and, and adoration of the Lord, it, it leads him to this affirmation that the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Now that word fear, it's a Hebrew word that doesn't translate well into English, unfortunately. We, we usually uh, will use that word fear as a, a, a sense of terror, if, if we fear something, then we want to avoid it at all costs. I mean, I fear snakes. So When I see one, I'm going the other way. <laughs> you know, I'm not going to hang around and ask whether it's poisonous or not. I don't care. I'm out of there. <laughs> but the Hebrew word that's that's used here, it doesn't have that connotation. Obviously, we, we don't want to run away from God, and obviously that's not what the Bible is telling us to do. It has a much different connotation. Uh, Acknowledgement, it's it's a word that means an awe or a reverence for God. It's a recognition that He's God and we're not. And the psalmist acknowledges that that understanding, that realization that He alone is God, that's where real wisdom starts. We struggle with wisdom, at least I do. There's so many things I wish I knew. So many answers that I wish I had. So many practical things that I I wish that I had. The the understanding and the knowledge on on how to fix that toilet. (laughs) And then more important things, questions of life. Why does evil run rampant? Why do good people get sick? Why do... Evil people seem to prosper. All those questions that that I wish that I had the wisdom to understand them. And and, and the more little wisdom that I'm able to accumulate, the, the, the more wisdom I realize I don't have. But the good news is, wisdom is available to all of us. And the starting point is the same for everybody. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. In most careers, you you start somewhere. (laughs) If you want to be a doctor, you go to medical school. If you want to be in the army, you go to boot camp. If if you want to work at Chick-fil-A, you look at, Raw chicken parts. I know that because I worked for Chick-fil-A one day, and that's what my job was, to inspect raw chicken. That's why I only worked there one day. (laughs) I decided this is not the career path I want for my life. Whatever we do in life, the place where we need to start is right here. The fear of the Lord. The acknowledgement that He And He alone is God. We're not. We're not the one who spoke and the universe came into existence. We're not the one who made the mountains grow out of the void. He's God. I'm not. And that starting point is also our realization of how much we need God. How desperate we are for Him. And then that leads us to the extraordinary understanding that God has met our need. Through His grace revealed in His Son, we can have a personal relationship. With the one who is God. Now, we sometimes convince ourselves that we can start somewhere else, that we can find wisdom on our own, that we really don't need God to figure this out. <laughs> Won't work. That'd be like walking into a hospital and, and announcing that you would like to perform neurosurgery in some, on someone. Is there any volunteers? <laughs> You can say that all you want, but I'm going to bet you're not going to have any takers. We have to start at the beginning. For life to make sense, we have to acknowledge the Creator of life. Which leads us to another reality that we need to understand. Start this new year acknowledging that God is God. And then make the decision that, you know, it would probably be smart to follow his command. That's how the psalmist ends Psalm 111 there in verse 10. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. All who follow his precepts have good understanding. To him belongs eternal praise. The second part of this verse repeats a truth that begins the book of Psalms. If you go all the way back to the very first Psalm, Psalm 1, it's stated negatively and then it's stated positively. Verse 1 of Psalm 1 says, Blessed is the man who does not walk in the counsel of the wicked or stand in the way of sinners or sit in the seat of mockers, but his delight is in the law of the Lord. And on His law, He meditates day and night. Far too often, we we look at God's command as as some kind of punishment or, or as some kind of unfair control. We think God wants to make us miserable, so He takes away anything that might give us pleasure or happiness. But nothing could be farther from the truth. God gives us His commands because He knows what damage sin will do to our life. He doesn't want that for us. He knows the destruction that we bring upon ourselves when we don't live the way that He created us to live. He wants us to have real, lasting joy. God's commands aren't given to deprive us. Of what we want. God's commands lead us to what it is that we truly need. Ultimately, God's commands point us right to Him. Because that's what we need most. More than anything. More than money. More than popularity. More than power. More than anything We need a right relationship with our Creator. And God's commands point us to the only way we can have that. Through a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. And that's what leads the psalmist to proclaim in the second part of verse 10, All who follow his precepts have good understanding. To him belongs eternal praise. Here's the thing. Knowing God's Word is a good thing, but it's not enough. God's Word, the Scripture, is intended to be lived. That's a good thing. Because, folks, this is exactly what we need. A high school student at a summer camp gave a testimony about recently receiving Christ. And it was. If you've ever been to a, a student camp, that's one of the time-honored traditions. Is through the week, several students will come to know Christ, and then toward the end of the week, they'll let some of them give up, give, give a testimony of how God has worked in their heart. It's, it's a wonderful time. But this this fellow had not been a churchgoer, he had not been involved in really any kind of of Christian background, so this was all just brand new to him, and he just had an excitement and a and a joy that was there. He'd come out of a a, a lifestyle of partying and a a bunch of other stuff that he'd found to just be totally empty and he was just so grateful for how God had saved him all out out of that. He'd seen how void that was of any real joy and any real peace and he he was so thrilled that, that Christ had given him real joy and real peace. That's what He wanted to say. <laughs> what He said was, I'm glad Jesus saved me. I was tired of having all that fun. <laughs> now, I didn't intend it to be funny, though it really was. But when you think about it, He hit upon an important truth. The world so often tries to define for us what fun is, what will give us pleasure, what will give us enjoyment, what will make us happy. And then when you actually do what the world says will give you all of those things, it doesn't give you happiness, it doesn't give you pleasure, it doesn't give you joy, it just gives you more emptiness. But what we find in Christ is different. What we know in Jesus transforms our life. And knowing Christ, we realize that the commands that God has given us, they aren't provided for our punishment. They are there out of God's great love for us. He wants us to have an abundant life, a joyful life, a life of His peace. Is joy, and He knows that's how to get it. So, I invite you, we're at the end of, of 2018 this week. We'll start a brand new year, 2019. Start the year with a realization of this transforming truth. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. All who follow His precepts have good understanding. To Him belongs eternal praise. Now how do we do that? Well, you're ending 2018 in a really good way. Gathering with God's people. Giving praise to Him. I can't think of a better way to start the new year the same way. Gathering with God's people. Giving Him glory. Giving Him praise. Publicly acknowledging that He and He alone is God. What are some other things we can do? Well, all of us, as believers, we all have those steps of discipleship that we're working on. None of us has arrived. I certainly haven't. We all have those things that we can do a little bit better. So so take some steps in 2019. Uh, Maybe you've been trying to start that daily uh, Bible reading and you just haven't ever quite got it started. Oh, what a great time to start this week. Brand new year. There are some wonderful Uh, uh, opportunities in the scripture there are all kinds of devotional guides that are out there find one that works for you maybe you want to read the Bible through in a year There's some great guides that will show you how you can very easily, spending about 15, 20 minutes a day, read through the entire Bible in a year. It would be a great experience. If you've never done that, I I encourage you to do so. Maybe there's a book that you you haven't really uh, dug into in a while. Maybe you've been focusing on Paul's letters and, and you haven't really focused on the prophets and say, well, I'll take a look at what Isaiah has to say. Take some of those steps of Bible reading that you've been waiting to take. Now's a good time to do that, folks. I can't think of a better way to start the year than in God's Word. All of us could read it more. Take some steps to, to read the Lord's Word. Maybe you've been thinking, you know, I, I know I'm supposed to be memorizing Scripture. used to do that when I was in Bible school and when I was a kid. I hadn't been memorizing Scripture in a long, long time. No better time to start than the new year. And You know, you don't have to go crazy. You don't have to memorize the whole Bible. But, but maybe pick a verse a week or a verse a month. And just make it something that you just read over every day, so you remind yourself of that promise of, that God has given to you. Maybe as you're in Sunday school or in service, you hear a verse that really is meaningful to you, and just just jot that down. Say, "I'm, I'm going to remember that one," and just just read that over. You know, it's, it's not. Don't make it a, a job. <laughs> Make it something that's exciting that you remind yourself of God's Word. There's so many wonderful steps of, of discipleship. Maybe you've been working on establishing a prayer time or, or, or lengthening your prayer time. Uh, find some ways that you can do that. Uh, there are all kinds of wonderful opportunities for doing so. Some folks have, have made a little prayer closet at their home, a little place where they can get away from the TV and away from the radio, away from the phone for a few minutes just to spend with the Lord. Find some ways that you can, wherever you are in your spiritual journey, find a way to take another step down that road. Or maybe this morning. You've never personally received Christ. And you recognize that truth. And all of a sudden, you realize, you know, more than I need anything else in my life, I need Jesus. Jesus. What a great way to start 2019 as a brand new creation. Because that's what Jesus does. He comes into our life. He forgives us. He cleanses us. He makes us brand new. Maybe that's you this morning. You've been searching for that something to fill that emptiness in your life. And all of a sudden you realize, hey, the only thing that's going to do that is Jesus. Start 2019 with the Savior. Pray with me this morning. Heavenly Father, we gather in your presence today, acknowledging that you alone are God. So often we try to take that job back from you. We try to take control, and that never works out well. So God, we want to end the year right. We want to end 2018 by praising you, by acknowledging you, by by coming into your presence with awe and reverence and a recognition that you and you alone are God. Heavenly Father, we want to start the new year, right? We we all have ways in our life that we could take a step forward in, in our journey. Maybe we need to find some ways to read the Bible more. Maybe we need to become involved in a small group Bible study class. Maybe we need to uh, be involved in some ministry activity. God, there's a a number of ways that each of us could take step forward. Help us do that. Help us to to make a commitment that this new year we will take some steps forward in our journey of faith. And perhaps, Heavenly Father, there's someone here that for the very first time they need to come to know Christ as their Savior. I pray right now, Heavenly Father, that you would place upon their heart that burning desire to know you. And they might recognize the only way to do that is through a personal relationship with Jesus. I thank you that you are a God of new beginnings. For it is in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen.